Chapter Sixteen of Personal Narrative of Pilgrimage to Al Medina and Mecca, Part Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter Sixteen of Personal Narrative of Pilgrimage to Al Medina and Mecca by Richard Francis Burton, The Prophet's Tomb, Part Two. It is popularly asserted that in the Hujra there is now a spare place for only a single grave reserved for Isa bin Maryam after his second coming. The historians of al-Islam are full of tales proving that, though many of their earlier saints, such as Uthman the Caliph and Hassan the Imam, were desirous of being buried there, and although Aisha, to whom the room belonged, willingly acceded to their wishes, son of man has yet been unable to occupy it after the fatiha pronounced at umar's tomb and a short inspection of the hujra sheikh hamid led me round the south-east corner of the baldukan footnote some muslims and their ziarat at the apostle's tomb others instead of advancing as i did return to the apostle's window pray and beg pardon for their parents and themselves and ask all they desire concluding with prayers to the almighty they repaired to the rawda or the garden and standing at the column called after abu lubaba pray a two-bow prayer there concluding with a dua or benediction upon the apostle and there repeat these words o allah thou hast said and thy word is true say o lord pardon and show mercy for thou art the best of the merciful chapter twenty three o god verily we have heard thy word and we come for intercession to thy apostle from our own sins repenting our errors and confessing our shortcomings and transgressions o allah pity us and by the dignity of thy apostle raise our place in the heavenly kingdom o allah pardon our brothers who have preceded us in faith and then desire prays for himself and his parents and for those he loves he should repeat allah have mercy upon thee o apostle of allah seventy times when an angel will reply allah bless thee o thou blesser then he should sit before the pulpit and mentally conceive in it the apostle surrounded by the fugitives and the auxiliaries some place the right hand upon the pulpit even as muhammad used to do the zair then returns to the column of abu lubaba and repents his sins there secondly he stands in prayer at ali's pillar in front of the form and lastly he repairs to the ustwanat al-ashab or the companion's column the fourth distant from the pulpit to the right and the third from the hujra on the left here he prays and meditates and blesses allah and the apostle after which he proceeds to visit the rest of the holy places End of footnote. turning towards the north we stopped at what is commonly called the mahbab jibril or the place of the archangel gabriel's descent with the heavenly revelations or simply the malaika or the angels it is a small window in the eastern wall of the mosque we turned our backs upon it and fronting the hujra recited the following prayer peace be upon you o angels of allah the muqarrabin or the cherubs and the musharrafin or the seraphs 
the pure the holy honoured by the dwellers in heaven and by those who abide upon the earth o beneficent lord o long-suffering o almighty o pitier or thou compassionate one perfect our light and pardon our sins and accept penitence for all our offences and cause us to die among the holy peace be upon ye angels of the merciful one and all and the mercy of god and his blessings be upon you after which i was shown the spot in the hujra where sayyidina isa shall be buried by muhammad's side footnote it is almost unnecessary to inform the reader that all muslims deny the personal suffering of christ cleaving to the heresy of the christian docetes certain beasts in the shape of men as they are called in the epistles of ignatius to the smyrnians who believe that a phantom was crucified in our saviour's place they also hold to the second coming of the lord in the flesh as a forerunner to muhammad who shall reappear shortly before the day of judgment bartemine appendix two relates a story concerning the saviour's future tomb End of footnote then turning towards the west at a point where there is a break in the symmetry of the hujra we arrived at the sixth station the sepulchre or the cenotaph of the lady fatima her grave is outside the enceinte and the curtain which surrounds her father's remains so strict is moslem decorum and so exalted its opinion of the virgin's delicacy footnote this epithet will be explained below the reader must bear in mind that this part of the harem was formerly the house of ali and fatima it was separated from the hujra or the abode of muhammad and aisha only by a narrow brick wall with a window in it which was never shut umar bin abdul aziz enclosed it in the mosque by order of al walid in a h ninety and a footnote the eastern side of the hujra here turning a little westward interrupts the shape of the square in order to give this spot the appearance of disconnection with the rest of the building the tomb seen through a square aperture like those above described is a long catafalque covered with a black pall though there is a great doubt whether the lady be not buried with her son hassan in the baqiya cemetery this place is always visited by the pious muslim the following is the prayer opposite the grave of the amiable fatima peace be upon thee daughter of the apostle of allah peace be upon thee daughter of the prophet of allah peace be upon thee thou daughter of mustafa peace be upon thee thou mother of the shurafa seed of muhammad footnote shurafa is plural of sharif or descendant of muhammad End of footnote. peace be upon thee o lady amongst women peace be upon thee o fifth of ahlil kisa footnote ahlil kisa or the people of the garment so called because on one occasion the apostle wrapped his cloak around himself his daughter his son-in-law and his two grandsons thereby separating them in dignity from other muslims and footnote peace be upon thee o zahra and batul or pure and virgin footnote burckhardt translates zahra as bright blooming fatima this i believe to be the literal meaning of the epithet when thus applied however it denotes virginem nescientem in which state of purity the daughter of the apostle is supposed to have lived for the same reason she is called el batul or the virgin a title given by the eastern christians to the mother of our lord in perpetual virginity of fatima even after the motherhood is a point of orthodoxy in al-islam and a footnote 
Peace be upon thee, O daughter of the Apostle. Peace be upon thee, O spouse of our Lord Ali al-Murtala. Peace be upon thee, O mother of al-Hasan and al-Husayn, the two moons, the two lights, and the two pearls, the two princes of the youth of heaven, and coolness of the eyes, i.e. joy and gladness of true believers. Footnote. Meaning, joy and gladness in the sight of true believers. End of footnote. Peace be upon thee and upon thy sire, al-Mustafa, and thy husband, our lord Ali. Allah honor his face and thy father's face in paradise and thy two sons, the Hassanain, and the mercy of Allah and his blessings. We then broke away as best we could from the crowd of female askers who have established their lairs and penates under the shadow of the lady's wing, and advancing a few paces we fronted to the north and recited a prayer in honor of Hamza and of the martyrs who lie buried at the foot of Mount Ahud. Footnote. The prayer is now omitted in order to avoid the repetition of it when describing a visit to Mount Ahud. End of footnote. We then turned to the right, and fronting the easterly wall, prayed for the souls of the blessed whose mortal spirits repose within al-Baqir's hollowed circuit. Footnote. The prayers usually recited here are especially in honor of Abbas, Hassan, Ali, called Zain al-Abidin, Uthman, the Lady Halima, the martyrs, and the mothers of the Muslims, i.e. the apostles' wives, buried in the holy cemetery. When describing a visit to al-Baqiyah, they will be translated at full length. End of footnote. After this, we returned to the southern wall of the mosque, and facing towards Mecca, we recited the following supplication. O Allah, O Allah, O Allah, O compassionate, O beneficent, O requiter of good and evil, O prince, O ruler, O ancient of benefits, O omniscient, O thou who givest when asked, and who aidest when aid is required accept this our visitation and preserve us from dangers and make easy our affairs and broaden our breasts gladden our hearts and receive our prostration and requite us according to our good deeds and turn not against us our evil deeds and place not over us one who feareth not thee and one who pitieth not us and write safely and health upon us and upon thy slaves the hajjaj and pilgrims and the ghazats or the fighters of the faith and the zuwar or the visitors of the tomb Footnote. The Hajjaj is the plural of Hajji or pilgrim, Ghazat or Ghazi is crusader, and Zawar or Zair is the visitors of Muhammad's tomb. And, a footnote. and the home dwellers and the wayfarers of the Muslims, by land and by sea, and pardon those of the faith of our Lord Muhammad, one and all. From the southern wall we returned to the apostle's window, where we recited the following tetrastich and prayer. O Mustafa, verily I stand at thy door, a man weak and fearful by reason of my sins. If thou aid me not, O apostle of Allah, I die, for in the world there is none generous as thou art. Of a truth, Allah and his angels bless the apostle. O ye who believe, bless him and salute him with salutation. Taslim is to say salam to a person. And a footnote. O Allah, 
Verily, I implore thy pardon and supplicate thine aid in this world as in the next. O Allah, abandon us not in this holy place to the consequences of our sins without pardoning them, or to our griefs without consoling them, or to our fears, O Allah, without removing them. And blessings and salutations to thee, O Prince of Apostles, commissioned to preach the word, and Lord be to Allah, the Lord of the three worlds. We turned away from the hujra, and after gratifying a meek-looking but exceedingly importunate Hindi beggar who insisted on stunning me with chapters Yasin, footnote, the Yasin, or Y.S., is the thirty-sixth chapter of the Qur'an, frequently recited by those whose profession it is to say such masses for the benefit of the living as well as for the dead sinners. Most educated Muslims commit it to memory. And a footnote. We fronted southwards, and taking care that our backs should not be in a line with apostle face, stood opposite the niche called Mihrab Uthman. There Hamid proceeded with another supplication. O oh Allah, O oh Allah, O oh Allah, O oh safeguard of the fearful and defender of those who trust in thee, and pitier of the weak, the poor, and the destitute, accept us, O oh beneficent, and pardon us, O oh merciful, and receive our penitence, O oh compassionate, and have mercy upon us, O oh forgiver, for verily none but thou canst remit sin. Of a truth thou alone knowest the hidden and the vilest man's transgression. Fail, then, our offences, and pardon our sins, and broaden our breasts, and cause our last words at the supreme hour of life to be the words, There is no God but Allah, and our Lord Muhammad is the Apostle of Allah. Footnote. Or more correctly, there is no ilah but Allah, that is, there is no God but God. End of footnote. O Allah, cause us to live according to this saying, O thou giver of life, and make us to die in this faith, O thou ruler of death, and the best of blessings, and the completest of salutations upon the sole Lord of intercession, our Lord Muhammad and his family and his companions, one and all. Lastly, we return to the garden. Footnote. Some Zairs, after praying at the Caliph Umar's niche, leave the mosque especially when the jama'at or the public worship is not being performed in the rawda others as we did pray alone in the garden and many authors prefer this conclusion to visitation for the reason above given and a footnote and pray to bow prayer ending as we began with the worship of the creator unfortunately for me the boy mohammed had donned that grand embroidered coat at the end of the ceremony, the Aghaz, or the eunuchs of the mosque, a race of men considered respectable by their office and prone to make themselves respected by the freest administration of club law, assembled in a rawda to offer me the congratulation, Ziyaratak Mubarak, or Blessed be thy visitation, and to demand fees. Then came the zakka, or the water-carrier of the mosque, well, Zemzem, offering a tin saucer filled from the holy source. Footnote. Zamzam has become a generic name for a well situated within the walls of the mosque. And a footnote. And lastly, I was beset by beggars. Some were mild beggars and picturesque, who sat upon the ground immersed in the contemplation of their napkins. Others angry beggars, who cursed if they were not gratified. And others noisy and petulant beggars, especially the feminine party near the lady's tomb, who captured me by the skirt of my garment, compelling me to ransom myself. 
there were beside pretty beggars boys who held out the right hand on the score of good looks ugly beggars emaciated rascals whose long hair dirt and leanness entitled them to charity and lastly the blind the halt and the diseased who as sons of the holy city demanded from the faithful that support with which they could not provide themselves having been compelled by my companions highly against my inclination to become a man of rank i was obliged to pay in proportion and my almoner in my handsome coat as usual took a kind of pride in being profuse this first visit cost me double what i had intended four dollars nearly one pound sterling and never afterwards could i pay less than half that sum footnote as might be expected the more a man pays the higher he estimates his own dignity some indians have spent as much as five hundred dollars during a first visit others have made molids i e feasted all the poor connected with the temple with rice meat etc whilst others brought rare and expensive presents for the officials such generosity however is becoming rare in these unworthy days End of footnote having now performed all the duties of a good zair i was permitted by sheikh hamid to wander about and see the sights we began our circumambulation at the bab salam or the gate of salvation the south-western entrance pierced in the long wall of the mosque footnote this gate was anciently called bab al or of deliverance End of footnote handsomely encrusted with marble and glazed tiles the many gilt inscriptions on its sides give it especially at night-time an appearance of considerable splendour the portcullis-like doors are of wood strengthened with brass plates and nails of the same metal outside this gate is a little sebil or public fountain where those who will not pay for the water kept ready in large earthen jars by the sakka of the mosque perform their ablutions gratis here all the medicants congregate in force sitting on the outer steps and at the entrance of the mosque up and through which the visitors must pass about the centre of the western wall is the bab rahma or the gate of pity which admits the dead bodies of the faithful when carried to be prayed over in the mosque there is nothing remarkable in its appearance in common with the other gates it has huge folding doors iron bound an external flight of steps and a few modern inscriptions the bab majidi or the gate of the sultan abdul majid stands in the centre of the northern wall like its portico it is unfinished but its present appearance promises that it will eclipse all except the bab salam the bab nisa or the gate of the women is in the eastern wall opposite to the bab rahma with which it is connected by the farsh al-hajar a broad band of stone two or three steps below the level of the portico and slightly raised above the sahan or the hypothetical portion of the mosque and lastly in the southern portion of the same eastern wall is the bab jibril the gate of the archangel gabriel footnote most of these entrances have been named and renamed the bab jibril for instance which derives its present appellation from the general belief that the archangel once passed through it is generally called in the books bab al jibr or the gate of repairing of the broken fortunes of a friend or follower it must not be confounded with the mahbat jibrail or the window near the eastern wall where the archangel usually descended from heaven with a wahi or inspiration and a footnote 
all these entrances are arrived at by short external flights of steps leading from the streets as the base of the temple unlike that of mecca is a little higher than the foundation of the buildings around it the doors are closed by the attendant eunuchs immediately after the night prayers except during the blessed month of ramadan and in the pilgrimage season when pious visitors pay considerable fees there to pass the night in meditation and prayer the minarets are five in number but one the shikailiya at the northwest angle of the building has been levelled and is still in process of being rebuilt the manar bab salam stands by the gate of that name it is a tall handsome tower surmounted by a large ball or cone of brass gilt or burnished footnote by some wonderful process the printer's devil converted in the first edition this ball or cone into bull or cow and a footnote the manar bab rahma about the centre of the western wall is of more simple form than the others it has two galleries with a superior portion circular and surmounted by a conical extinguisher roof so common in turkey and egypt on the north-east angle of the mosque stands the Suleymaniyah manar so named after its founder sultan Suleiman the magnificent it is a well-built and substantial stone tower divided into three stages the two lower portions are polygonal the upper cylindrical and each terminates in a platform with a railed gallery carried all round for the protection of those who ascend and lastly from the south-east angle of the mosque supposed to be upon the spot where bilal the apostle's loud lung crier called the first moslems to prayer springs the manar raisiya so called because of its appropriated to the ru'asa or the chiefs of the muezzins footnote bilal the loud lung crier stood as we are informed by muslim historians upon a part of the roof on one of the walls of the mosque the minaret as the next chapter will show was the invention of a more tasteful age and a footnote like the Suleymaniya, it consists of three parts the first and the second stages are polygonal and the third a cylinder is furnished like the lower two with a railed gallery both the latter minarets end in solid ovals of masonry from which project a number of wooden triangles to these and to the galleries on all festive occasions such as the arrival of the damascus caravan are hung oil lamps a poor attempt at illumination which may rationally explain the origin of the medinite superstition concerning the column of light which crowns the prophet's tomb there is no uniformity in the shape or the size of these four minarets and at first sight despite their beauty and grandeur they appear somewhat bizarre and misplaced but after a few days i found that my eyes grew accustomed to them and i had no difficulty in appreciating their massive proportions and lofty forms equally irregulars are the rewaks or the porches surrounding the hypothetical court along the northern wall there will be when finished a fine colonnade of granite paved with marble the eastern rock has three rows of pillars the western four and the southern under which stands the tomb of course has its columns ranged deeper than all the others these supports of the building are of different material some of fine marble others of rough stone plastered over and painted with the most vulgar of arabesques vermilion and black in irregular patches and broad streaks like the stage face of a london clown 
Footnote. This abomination may be seen in Egypt on many of the tombs, those outside the Baal al-Nasr at Cairo, for instance. And a footnote. Their size, moreover, is different, the southern colonnade being composed of pillars palpably larger than those in the other parts of the mosque. Scarcely any two shafts own similar capitals, may have no pedestal, and some of them are cut with painful ignorance of art. I cannot extend my admiration of the minarets to the columns. In their architectural lawlessness there is not a redeeming point." Of these unpraisable pillars, three are celebrated in the annals of Al-Islam, for which reasons their names are painted upon them, and five others enjoy the honor of distinctive appellations. The first is called Al-Mukhallaq, because on some occasion of impurity it was anointed with a perfume called Khaluq. It is near the Mihrab al-Nabawi, on the right of the place where the Imam prays and it notes the spot where, before the invention of the pulpit, the apostle, leaning upon the Ustwanat al-Hannana, the weeping pillar, used to recite the khutbah, or Friday sermon. Footnote. The tale of this weeping pillar is well known. Some suppose it to have been buried beneath the pulpit. Others, there are few in number, declare that it was inserted in the body of the pulpit. And a footnote. The second stands third from the pulpit, and third from the hujra. It is called the pillar of Aisha, also the Ustwanat al-Qur'a, or the column of lots, because the apostle, according to the testimony of his favorite wife, declared that if men knew the value of the place, they would cast lots to pray there. In some books it is known the pillar of the muhajireen, or the fugitives, and others mention it as the muhallaq, the perfumed. Twenty cubits distant from Aisha's pillar, and the second from the hujra, and the fourth from the pulpit, is the pillar of repentance, or of Abu Lubaba. It derives its name from the following circumstance. Abu Lubaba was a native of Al-Madina, one of the auxiliaries and a companion of Muhammad. Originally, it is said a Jew, according to others, of the Bani Amr bin Awf of the Aus tribe being sent by his kinsmen or his allies the banu qurayza at that time capitulating to muhammad he was consulted by the distracted men women and children who threw themselves at his feet and begged of him to intercede for them with the offended apostle abu lubaba swore he would do so at the same time he drew his hand across his throat as much to say defend yourselves to the last for if you yield such is your doom Afterwards, repenting, he bowed himself with a huge chain to the date-tree in whose place the column now stands, vowing to continue there until Allah and the Apostle accepted his penitence, a circumstance which did not take place until the tenth day when his hearing was gone, and he had almost lost his sight. The less celebrated pillars are the Ustuanat al-Sarir, or the column of the cot, where the Apostle was wont to sit meditating on his humble couch, frame of date-sticks the ustwanat ali notes the spot where the fourth caliph used to pray and watch near his father-in-law at night the ustwanat al-wufud as its name denotes the apostle received envoys couriers and emissaries from foreign places the ustwanat al-tahajjud now stands where muhammad sitting upon his mat passed the night in prayer and lastly is the maqam jibrail or gabriel's place for whose other name mirbat al-bahir or the pole of the beast of burden i have been unable to find an explanation
the four rewaks or porches of the medina mosque open upon hapethral court of parallelogramic shape the only remarkable object in it is a square of wooden railing enclosing a place full of well-watered earth called the garden of our lady fatima footnote the little domed building which figures in the native sketches and in all our prints of el medina mosque was taken down three or four years ago it occupied part of the centre of the square and was called the qubbat zayt dome of the oil or qubbat shama dome of the candles from its use as a store-room for lamps and wax candles and a footnote footnote this its name among the illiterate who firmly believe the palms to be descendants of trees planted there by the hands of the prophet's daughter as far as i could discover the tradition has no foundation and in old times there were no garden in the hapethral court the vulgar are in the habit of eating a certain kind of date or the saihani in the mosque and throwing the stones about this practice is violently denounced by the ulama and the footnote it now contains a dozen date trees in ibn jubair's time there were fifteen their fruit is sent by the eunuchs as presents to the sultan and the great men of al-islam it is highly valued by the vulgar but the ulama do not think much of its claims to importance among the palms are the venerable remains of sidr or the lot tree whose produce is sold for inordinate sums footnote ramnus nabekka forsk the fruit called nabak is eaten and the leaves are used for the purpose of washing dead bodies the visitor is not forbidden to take fruit or water as presents from el medina but it is unlawful for him to carry away earth or stones or cakes of dust made for sale to the ignorant and a footnote the enclosure is entered by a dwarf gate in the southeastern portion of the railing near the well and one of the eunuchs is generally to be seen in it it is under the charge of the mudir or the chief treasurer these gardens are not uncommon in mosques as the traveller who passes through cairo can convince himself they form a pretty and an appropriate feature in a building erected for the worship of him who spread the earth with carpets of flowers and drew shady trees from the dead ground a tradition of the apostle who declares that acceptable is devotion in the garden and in the orchard at the southeast angle of this enclosure under a wooden roof supported by pillars of the same material stands the zemzem generally called birun nebi or the apostle's well my predecessors declares that the brackishness of its produce has stood in the way of its reputation for holiness yet a well-educated man told me that it was light or wholesome water as any in el medina footnote the arabs who like all orientals are exceedingly curious about water take the trouble to weigh the produce of their wells the lighter the water the more digestible and wholesome it is considered and a footnote a fact which he accounted for by supposing its subterraneous passage which connects it with the great zamzam at mecca footnote the common phenomenon of rivers flowing underground in arabia has doubtless suggested to the people of these subterraneous passages with which they connect the most distant places at el medina amongst other tales of shortcuts known only to certain bedouin families a man told me of a shaft leading from his native city to hadramaut according to him it existed in the times of the prophet and it was journey of only three days and a footnote 
others again believe that it is filled by a vein of water springing directly from the apostle's grave generally however among the learned it is not more revered than our lady's garden nor is it ranked in the books among the holy wells of al medina between this zamzam well and the eastern rock is the stoa or the academia of the prophet's city in the cool mornings and evenings the ground is strewed with professors who teach the young idea as an eminent orientalist hath it to shout rather than to shoot footnote the mosque library is kept in large chests near the bab salam the only ms of any value here is a quran written in the thulthi hand it is nearly four feet long bound in wooden cover and padlocked so as to require from the curious a silver key and a footnote a few feet to the south of the palm garden is a movable wooden planking painted green and about three feet high it serves to separate the congregation from the imam when he prays here and at the northeastern angle of the enclosure is the shajar qanadil a large brass chandelier which completes the furniture of the court after this inspection the shadows of evening began to gather around us we left the mosque reverently taking care to issue forth with the left foot and not to back out of it as is the sunnah or practice derived from the apostle when taking leave of the meccan temple to conclude this long chapter although every muslim learned and simple firmly believes that muhammad's remains are interred in the hujrat al medina i cannot help suspecting that the place is doubtful as that of the holy sepulchre at jerusalem it must be remembered that a tumult followed the announcement of the apostle's death when the people as often happens believing him to be immortal refused to credit the report and even umar threatened destruction to any one that asserted it footnote so the peasants in brittany believe that napoleon i is not yet dead the prussians expect frederick the second the swiss william tell the older english king arthur and certain modern fanatics look forward to the appearance of joanna southcote why multiply instances in so well known a branch of the history of popular superstition and a footnote. moreover the body was scarcely cold when the contest about the succession arose between the fugitives of mecca and the auxiliaries of al medina in the ardour of which according to the shias the house of ali and fatima within few feet of the spot where the tomb of the apostle is now placed was threatened with fire and abu bakr was elected caliph that same evening if any one find cause to wonder that the last resting-place of the personage so important was not fixed for ever he may find many a parallel case in al medina to quote no other three several localities claim the honour of containing the lady fatima's mortal spoils although one might suppose that the daughter of the apostle and the mother of the imams would not be laid in an unknown grave my reasons for incredulity are the following from the earliest days the shape of the apostle's tomb has never been generally known in al-islam for this reason it is that graves are made convex in some countries and flat in others had there been a sunnah such would not have been the case footnote the sunnah is a custom or practice of the apostle rigidly conformed to by every good and orthodox muslim and a footnote 
the accounts of the learned are discrepant Asamanhudi, perhaps the highest authority, contradicts himself. In one place he describes the coffin, in another he expressly declares that he entered the hujra when it was being repaired by Qaid Bey, and saw the inside three deep graves, but no traces of tombs. Footnote. The reader will bear in mind that I am quoting from Burkhart, when in Al-Hijaz and at Cairo I vainly endeavoured to buy a copy of Asamanhudi. One was shown to me at Al-Madina. Unhappily, it bore the word waqf, or bequeathed, and belonged to the mosque. I was scarcely allowed time to read it. End of footnote. Either, then, the mortal remains of the apostle had, despite Muslim superstition, footnote, had, despite Muslim superstition, mingled with dust, a probable circumstance after nearly nine hundred years' interment, footnote, in muslim law prophets martyrs and saints are not supposed to be dead their property therefore remains their own the ulama have confounded themselves in the consideration of the prophetic state after death many declare that prophets live and pray for forty days in the tomb at expiration of which time they are taken to the presence of their maker where they remain to the blast of israfil's trumpet the common belief however leaves the bodies in the graves but no one would dare to assert that the holy ones are suffered to undergo corruption on the contrary their faces are blooming their eyes bright and blood would issue from their bodies if wounded al-islam as will afterwards appear abounds in traditions of the ancient tombs of saints and martyrs when accidentally opened exposing to view corpses apparently freshly buried and it has come to pass that this fact the result of sanctity has now become an unerring indication of it a remarkable case in this point was the late sharif ghalib the father of the present prince of mecca in his lifetime he was reviled as a wicked tyrant but some years after his death his body was found undecomposed he then became a saint and men now pray at his tomb perhaps his tyranny was no drawback to his holy reputation la brinvilliers was declared after execution by her confessor and people generally a saint simply i presume because of the enormity of her crimes and a footnote or that what is more likely they had been removed by the shia schismatics who for centuries had charge of the sepulchre footnote note to the third edition I have lately been assured by Mohammed al-Halabi, Sheikh al-Ulama of Damascus, that he was permitted by the Aghawat to pass through the gold-plated door leading into the Hujra, and that he saw no trace of sepulchre. And a footnote. And lastly, I cannot but look upon the tale of the blinding light which surrounds the apostle's tomb, current for ages past and still universally believed upon the authority of the attendant eunuchs who must know its falsehood as a priestly gloss intended to conceal a defect i here conclude the subject committing it to some future and more favoured investigator in offering the above remarks i am far from wishing to throw a doubt upon an established point of history but where suspicion of fable arises from popular facts a knowledge of man and of his manners teaches us to regard it with favouring eye footnote i was careful to make a ground plan of the prophet's mosque as burckhardt was prevented by severe illness from doing it will give the reader a fair idea of the main point though in certain minor details it is not to be trusted some of my papers and sketches which by precaution i had placed among my medicines after cutting them into squares numbering them and rolling them carefully up were damaged by the breaking of a bottle 
the plan of al medina is slightly altered from burckhardt's nothing can be more ludicrous than the views of the holy city as printed in our popular books they are of the style bird's eye and present a curious perspective they despise distance like the chinese pictorially audacious the hara or the ridge in the foreground appears to be two hundred yards instead of three or four miles distant from the town they strip the place of its suburb almanaja in order to show the enceinte omit the fort and the gardens north and south of the city enlarge the mosque twentyfold for dignity and make it occupy the whole centre of the city instead of a small corner in the south-east quarter they place for symmetry towers only at the angles of the walls instead of along the curtain and gather up and press into the same field all the venerable and interesting features of the country those behind the artist's back and at his sides as well as what appears in front such are the turkish lithographs at mecca some indians support themselves by depicting the holy shrines their works are truly oriental mixture of ground plan and elevation drawn with pen and ink and brightened with the most vivid colours grotesque enough but less unintelligible than the more ambitious imitations of european art End of footnote. End of chapter sixteen